Let's talk about intuitive and empathic kids. This is a two-part series. This is episode one, where we're going to look at what it's like to be an intuitive, empathic kid, what it's like to parent an intuitive, empathic kid, give you tips, tricks, and understanding for doing the best job you can. And even if you don't have kids, you might identify with some of your own experiences. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Girls Guide. Hey Jay, I am really excited about this topic. Me too. And I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get here. Me too. I feel like it's been on our jam board for a while. Well, because it's a big undertaking. It's a big undertaking. And it's one of those episodes that I feel a lot of pressure to like get right. And get all of it. Yeah. I was telling you that I was really worrying about what to name the episode. Yeah. The title. It's pretty obvious we should name this. Exactly. (laughs) So. And also doesn't matter. No. no. People are going to listen to it anyways. I know. So we are talking about intuitive and empathic kids. Yep. Now this is probably going to be two episodes. It's going to have to be. We have a lot to say about this. Yeah. And I would even be very happy to revisit this more. Yeah, because there's probably going to be a lot of follow-up questions. Yes. Okay, so right here, I just want to say, intuitive and empathic kids. People think, well, oh, my kid doesn't say they see dead people, so they're probably not one. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's the opposite. It's That is like a small portion of intuitive kids. Right. And I also think a lot of kids see spirit ancestors is my mm-hmm. preferred way of saying it. But like, that's just a natural thing of being a kid. Yeah. So there's, I, I understand why that element is like a, a big deal. And honestly, right. most of the parents who come to me are scared out of their mind. Yes. Looking for help because their kid is talking about like their dead great grandmother that they never met and never right. saw a picture of and describing them and it's freaking them out. Mm-hmm. Or just concerned parents like, hey... The, the stuff you talk about with intuition and empathy, I see it in my kid and I want, I want to like support them the right way. Yeah. So you and I are two people who yeah. were intuitive and empathic children. Yes. We are now intuitive and empathic adults mm-hmm. and we are also raising intuitive and empathic children. Exactly. So we know a lot about this. Right. I want to say this is not us giving like parent advice in the sense of like everyone should do everything the same and like this is the playbook to follow to raise your intuitive empathic kid no no because that's actually the opposite of intuition (laughs) it's like that's the hard part and i think we've said this in other episodes is that that's the hard part of doing like the quote-unquote work Mm -hmm. is that there is no steps no there's no like five step whatever program you can go through to be like okay this is what i'm gonna do to like Mm -hmm. Up level my life, or these are the steps I'm going to take to help my intuitive kid. Right, you're on your own path. You're on your own journey. So, like, use your intuition. Right, use your intuition. We can give you some like tips. Yes, but it's going to be specific to every person. We the tips we're going to give you are they're specific but general in the sense that like pivot them how it works works for you. you, and like everyone won't work for every kid. Right. But I, this is something that I do a lot. And Mm -hmm. even like, I don't really do private sessions anymore, but I have this really soft spot in Mm -hmm. my heart for 
intuitive kids. Right. Of being one, being right. one that was misunderstood. Right. Being raised by the best mother in the entire world, but yep. being raised in the 80s. Yes. When that nobody People didn't really talk about that. It wasn't it. a thing, right? No, 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 no. Right. And, you know, I won't go too far into the, the back history right now, but I also had a great aunt who was very intuitive, but like really into dark stuff. Yep. So it, it just set up a lot of fear. Right. So to be able to be like, here's some some things that like you can do one to understand if you have an intuitive empathic kid right because again they're not always just going to say i see dead people and that's going to be your clue there's a lot of other stuff well and like all the things that we're learning right as as we're sort of breaking out of the patriarchy and all this stuff we're realizing that everything is on a spectrum and intuition and empathy are the same like emotional intelligence we've talked about that before they're all on spectrums yes so like if you have a kid, mm-hmm. they are intuitive. Yes. It just depends like where they fall on that spectrum. Mm-hmm. They might be very subtly intuitive and empathic or yes. they might see dead people. Exactly. Right? But, exactly. It, but there's also a million other points on, on that line mm-hmm. that they could fall. Exactly. So in this, this first episode, we're going to break down like what it means to be intuitive and empathic kid, what right. that looks like in children, how to kind of detect it to see if your kid is. Right. I'm going to tell you right now that if you're like, I think my kid is. They are. They are. 100%. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to break that down. I'm going to give you some tips to kind of understand what it's like. And I, the thing that's great, this sounds funny, the thing that's great about us, Jamie. <laughs> tell, tell me. What is, one great, of what is the, great about us? One of the many is that our experiences as very intuitive kids and very empathic kids are very different. Yes. So where for me, it was such a heightened, very like, like kind of North Star experience of my childhood. Right. For you, it was something that you did everything possible to shut off and yep. like disconnect from. Correct. I did. I tried to disconnect from it too, but in a very different way than you did. Right. So I just want parents to know that like, you don't have to have... Like when you hear me talk about how it was for me, yep. that doesn't mean that's what it's like for your kid. No. And same for if, right. they, if they relate to your story, Jamie, it's, and it's probably in the middle of those. Exactly. So I hope that this doesn't come off as like, we're trying to say, you know, this was my experience. And so this is everybody's. No, we would never do that. We would not. No. So we're going to just kind of break down like, okay, here are some really strong traits of highly intuitive kids. Here are some really strong traits of highly empathic kids. Mm-hmm. Most kids are if you're highly intuitive, you're also highly empathic. If you're highly empathic, you're also highly intuitive. Right. There are exceptions to this rule. Right. So there are people who aren't very intuitive who are highly empathic. Right. And there are people who aren't very empathic who are highly intuitive. That's true. Those are cult leaders. Right. That's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Like, and you can see these in like really dramatized versions, like narcissism, cult lead. Like you see those extremes. They absolutely exist. Yep. They're a lot, they're, they're rare though, but mm-hmm. so you'll see a lot of overlap. So I want to talk about that too. Okay. And then in the next episode after this one, I'm, we're going to tell our stories a little bit briefly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bore anyone. Yeah, no, not too much. But then we're going to say like, here's some guides for how to best support these kids. Right. And again, some of them you might be like, that doesn't work for me. That's cool. Yes. But if any of them hit, that's yeah. great. And these are what I tell the parents who are coming to me, mm-hmm. all of these things are, this is what I tell them. And it sounds like this episode is for selfish reasons. Like I don't want to answer privately anymore, <laughs> like one-on-one, 
But I just really think so many people need yes. to know this. And I, I think it's just easier to say, like, go see this episode. We went into a lot of detail so that you can really understand how to help your kid. I think that even if you don't think that your kid's intuitive or empathic, yeah. if you listen to this episode, yeah. or even if you don't have kids, yeah. if you have like a little kid in your life, a niece, a yes. nephew, someone like that that you know, you might start to figure out that they are intuitive. Like with my yeah. kids before I was on this journey <laughs> of self-discovery, yeah. like I had a lot of issues with my kids. Yeah, like questions. Questions, like yeah. what's going on here? Why aren't yeah. you sleeping? What's this seems what's different. the sleep issue? What, yeah. how, how come how come you're doing this when this comes up? Yeah. So when you hear us talking about that, you yeah. might be like, "Oh, my kid is intuitive." Oh, uh, right, right, right. Because yes. we're taught that yeah. you know, I, this is I know I've said this a thousand times, but yeah. like in our culture, yeah, we're only shown these highly dramatized mm-hmm. versions of what it's like to be intuitive, like sixth yeah. sense. Yeah. I see dead people. Yeah. Like, so we're taught that like if our kids aren't doing that, then they're not intuitive. Yeah. But that manifests in so many different ways. Exactly. So give this a listen, even if you feel like it doesn't apply, because it probably does. And also you might have a light bulb moment that you yourself were a highly intuitive child. kid. Exactly. And just didn't know that label. Correct. So... And, and like you said, it could be a niece or a nephew or you might work with kids or, right. you know, I do this work Student. with like therapists too, so yep. that they can understand. Cause a lot of times they'll be like, if I'm looking at this medical book, I should diagnose this kid with schizophrenia. But if I tell you about it, can you tell me what this right. is? And 99% of the time I'm like, oh, that's just a very In- clairvoyant kid. child. Right. Like exactly. a very Seeing. intuitive right. kid. Yeah. Yep. So being able to, to have this guide, I think will be helpful for a lot of people. Agreed. Now, where every single kid's experience and parent's experience is unique, Mm -hmm. the advice is always the same. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still giving you all the same guys. Right, exactly. Okay. Let's talk first about where most of the trauma of being a highly intuitive and highly empathic kid, like what that really is. Because this is like... This is the first thing every parent wants to know. Like, mm-hmm. what is what is the struggle for this kid? Right. Because they're highly intuitive, they're highly empathic. Like, what's that going to be? And a lot of people think, they, they get this wrong. Okay. As this kid, mm-hmm. very dramatically, what happens is that you believe that you are just so weird and mm-hmm. so different and that's something wrong about you right now if you were raised in a religion especially mm-hmm. that is not accepting of this stuff i mean i think all religions are not accepting of this stuff but i don't want to i don't want to generalize i can't think yeah, of one i can't either so if you are then you are automatically getting messaging mm-hmm. that there's something bad or wrong about you right okay you're hearing them talk about other people Yeah. But you're applying it to yourself. I remember sitting in Sunday school classes and hearing things described that vividly happened to me all the time and being like, oh my God. Right. Like I'm in trouble. There's something so wrong about, I can't tell anyone this Mm -hmm. is, this is bad. Shame. Shame, shame, shame. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, even if you're not raised in a religion, (laughs) there's a lot of fear around it. There's a lot of like making it too special. Right. Just calling them gifts, I don't like. They're mm. skills. Mm. You know point. what I mean? Good like, point. you have a natural, same like, I'll never be a tennis pro. I'll never be Serena Williams. No, you won't. But I can play tennis. Right. But if I, if I spent my whole life 
if I had enough skill and then spent my whole life working really hard on those skills, mm-hmm. then maybe I could be. Like, do you know what I mean? You might like, be able to get into a match with her. <laughs> maybe. Right. I wouldn't go well. <laughs> you wouldn't win. I would just spend the whole right. time fangirling her anyways, so it doesn't even matter. But right. yeah, so th- my point is that like th- we make it into this like sideshow right. act. Mm-hmm. And we also make it into something that people are afraid of, or we really like, oh, you're so different in this way. And that's where the trauma later in life comes in. Like, that's what you're, that's what I'm unpacking with the adults. Exactly. Is the feeling just this real sureness in yourself that you're weird. Right. Do you relate to that too? Because you're, Mm -hmm. I think being the super intuitive kid, like, I, I'm not sure like another soul around you knew that. Nobody knew that. So do you I didn't st- know that. Do you still relate to the feeling of like, oh, well, I'm weird? Oh, I always felt like I didn't fit in. Yes. But it wasn't, I had packed away the mm-hmm. reasons why I felt different and weird. Exactly. So I just always had that feeling mm-hmm. and then used that to guide my life. Yes. But I didn't have like, I didn't have the, oh, it's because I see dead people or because I do this or that. It was just like this sort of just known knowledge like yes. oh yeah you're different you're weird yes. you don't fit in yes. and then I looked for yes. situations that confirmed that yeah. <laughs> right as we do as we do as the ego likes to do yes so that like what you're saying with looking for situations that confirm that even if you're not looking for them right there is like a constant reinforcement mm-hmm. for intuitive empathic kids that like they're different you they're know, dialed too far a certain way and I also think that it's, it seems for some reason, like it's okay. Like I'll see, again, TikTok. Mm-hmm. We always come back here. Yeah. You see a lot of TikToks with like baby monitor footage. Oh, yes. Of like yes, a yes. little baby pointing to the corner yeah. and like, and it's cute and it's lovable and it's like, oh, yeah. she must right. see like grandpa yeah. so-and-so. Right. But then something happens. Yeah. Where it's like not cute. And lovable, where it becomes scary. People have like horror music in the background, right? And, and it, I, yeah. I think it has to do with the age of the child and probably yes. their ability to be verbal. Yes, with what they're saying, and then yes. all of a sudden, and that has nothing to do with the child. No, that's all the adult's problem. Yes, they like, don't know how to deal with it. And imagine that energy coming off of that adult of that fear or that right. of them doing Shock. that, and right. how how much programming and conditioning that is right. for an empathic, intuitive kid. Right, because it's it's shown scientifically. Yeah, that children can literally pick up the emotions and the feelings yes. of their parents. Super energy sensitive. Very energy sensitive. Yes. You know, doctors will confirm that. Yes. So you think that like a child isn't picking up the fact that you're terrified, mm-hmm. even if like co- cognitively, neurologically, yeah. the toddler can't put that together. Yep. That's being written in the programming. Absolutely. And you that know? continues, you know, Forever. it's not like, it's not like that just gets dropped. Right. So you, you sort of become like, oh, this thing that feels natural to me. Right. Which is like seeing, I mean, like I'm going to tell my story later, but like seeing spirits in my room right. was a total normal experience for right. me. And then I realized right. that just by like accidentally saying something that it wasn't everyone else's experience. Right. The feedback is yes. opposite Remember, to how you feel. It's just natural. Like right. I didn't know different. I had never not seen that stuff. Right. So all of a sudden the afraid feedback, right. the, the that sounds weird 
that's that reaction you get so much. I still get that reaction all the time in my life where it's just like, right. I'm just kind of existing mm-hmm. and it's like freaking somebody out. Exactly. You know what I right. mean? And yes. it's like, ah, that becomes the story. Yeah. That becomes the I'm weird yes. or I'm special or I'm gifted different. or I'm different. different. And it really creates, sets you up to be like a masker. It sets you up to be a people pleaser. It sets you up to like not have a yeah. great sense of yourself. People pleasing, yeah. Because you just really think that there's something like intrinsically wrong with you. Right. Yeah. But imagine if you lived 2,500 years ago. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And before the patriarchy, yeah. you lived in some village with your people. Yeah. Right. And, and all of the people talked about it and accepted yes. it and knew yes. about it. Yes. Like we knew all this, but we forgot it. It was a part of your childhood. Right. You know, the, the, the witches, which again, we're just experts. Just, yeah, just change the word right. to expert and right. a woman, a woman expert. And right. That's what a witch was. That's who you would go to, to be like, Hey, this is going on. And they would be like, okay, try these things. That's right. what we're doing right now. Right. <laughs> and that's in every culture, black, brown, white, yes. everybody, like every culture had, had that knowledge. Yes built into them and we've lost it completely completely so now it's like kids are born with it and it's just shut down it's just instantly shut down. it's either shut down or it becomes a circus act and mm. neither of those are healthy that's a good point yes okay so let's talk about the two factors here because we're using the words empathic and mm-hmm. we're using the words intuitive mm-hmm. these are two different things like we said before go together a lot yes so intuition is kind of obvious but you know intuition is your feelings, your desire, like this is where you read energy. It's anything that's not conscious thought. Right. You walk into a room, you get like a funny vibe. Right. And then you think about it, that your intuition did that. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be seeing dead people. It can be. That's like one small area. Correct. <laughs> but that's what intuition is. Right. Any, any kind of feelings or emotions mm-hmm. all live there. Empathy is the ability to sense other people's emotions. Correct. Okay. And care more about other people's states than your own Mm -hmm. it's a it's you're just it's a spectrum and you're just kind of programmed somewhere on there right i think i used this description before or this example of like flexibility yeah you're born with a certain range of flexibility not Mm -hmm. everyone will be able to do a split right mold themselves into a pretzel but like if you if you stretch a lot you can get to your highest form of that yep if you're not working on it all you'll get you'll get tight into your lowest form of that it's the same with empathy yep it's the same with intuition agreed so those two things like we said go together Mm -hmm. you'll see when we talk about these when you're thinking about your kids or yourself you'll be like oh i'm I'm a little more this way and oh a little more that way that's normal yeah and it's all personal It's, it's different for everybody yes Exactly. Okay, so I want to reinforce again that not every kid sees dead people. However, it is very normal for kids to see dead people. Yes, or or if you'd like to consult our Claire's episode, <laughs> they do. might see dead people or they might hear dead people or they mm-hmm. might sense dead people. Yes. That's normal for kids to do that, but it, it's probably not in the it's most likely not in the way that you're envisioning it. You're thinking of it like in a movie or a TV like, show. Right. And it's not at all like that. Right. So it's it's hard if if you're a parent mm-hmm. who has never had that experience mm-hmm. to understand what your kid is experiencing. Correct. But I'm telling you that they are not scared of the experience mm-hmm. until an outside source makes them feel scared. And right. then they are terrified that that right. is the process. Right. Or sometimes if they're not 
if they're not able to be guided, yeah, like in my situation, yeah, if you're not able to be guided, mm -hmm. then it might become scary and overwhelming as you yeah. get older because you don't have someone saying to you, oh, oh, this, this is why that just happened. Yes. Oh, that's normal. That's okay. Yes. Let's talk about it. Yes. So then you start to write your own programming about like why it's so scary and, and yeah. like how you can't, you feel out of control with it. Right. But it's, inherently it's not scary. Exactly. If you feel powerful in it. Right. You're fine. Right. If you don't, that's when it becomes overwhelming. Right. When you're talking about really young kids, if mm -hmm. they're telling you about someone they saw or their imaginary friend, which is right. most likely a spirit, by the way, mm -hmm. um, or inspired, like play inspired by a, a experience they had yep. with a spirit, like yep. just like calling it in or whatever. Mm-hmm. They are not afraid of that. Right. It's They become afraid of it based on an adult's reaction. Mm -hmm. They become afraid of it based on a TV show or yes. something another kid says or something they overhear. Mm -hmm. Kids are sponges. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there has to be an outside influence at first to make them become afraid. Mm -hmm. Later in life, they start to write stories about this is overtaking me and I'm, I'm not powerful enough to manage this experience right so i'm either going to completely shut it off mm -hmm. or i'm going to make it my whole personality right and that's what happens and that right for you it was the unplug correct it was completely shut off yeah for me it was let's do our very best to not let anyone know you're doing this right exactly <laughs> because i can't shut it off right yeah so it, that it's somewhere in those experiences yep so what it's like for kids to communicate with dead people which are 99.9% .9 of the time, their ancestors. Right, exactly. That's another story we're told is that it's like some ghost that's haunting yeah. them, like some yeah. rando ghost no. that you don't know. More than likely, it's your yes. ancestors, like your parents, yes. grandparents. Yes. Could there be... Further back. Yes. Could there be an energy that has some sort of connection to the property or the house or something? Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do those spirits... Do I ever see them having ill intentions to people? hardly ever mm -hmm. in the rarest of cases have I seen that right so most likely it's a it's a fun little experience and the right. kid doesn't know that everyone's not experiencing right. that is my point right does that make sense mm -hmm. okay I want to talk about the two different intuitive boundary types okay this is something I have I have no like way of being able to study this okay so maybe we know someone who's like really in like the field of child psychology or something who could okay. like who could like help us out or weigh in. I would love that. But this is just what I've found in my experience with kids. Okay. So this is something that I feel like you're born with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first are super clear boundaries when it comes to anything that is like energy or the other side or spirit or picking up something about somebody. Okay. Super clear boundaries. So those people... They imagine going to another space mm -hmm. to get that information. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm saying space, but you'll hear other people say words like dimension or realm or go to 4D or whatever. Okay? <laughs> I'm not going to use that language ever. And I am especially never going to use that language to a kid. No. Absolutely not. Correct. So I'm saying space. A lot of that's rooted in white supremacy also. Nazi white supremacy. I mean, we don't need to go crazy into it now, but a lot of that is white supremacy. Yeah, so let's avoid that a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you want to say that in your own life and for your own right. study, fine. But like, don't use that language to kids. It makes it sound so weird. It just makes it even harder to grasp. This should be a normalized experience yes. for kids. Right. So I use the word space. 
Okay. Yeah. So what they do now, this is how you use your intuition, Jamie. Mm -hmm. So it's like, let me put myself into a different space and like grab this information and then come back down into this space. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is probably the most common way to use your intuition. Okay. Okay. You're giving me a little smile. What's happening? (laughs) You just called me Jamie. Oh, (laughs) I was like, is Heather mad at me? She said my full name. (laughs) Jamie Hal Hayhurst. Get over here. Uh, this is because we're talking about firm boundaries. So I think so. So I'm like, full Jamie, names. Yeah, I'm full naming Jamie it. uses full boundaries. Yeah. Strong boundaries, full names. <laughs> Who knows with me? Who knows? Okay. So the other kind mm-hmm. are what I call like the slippery boundaries. Yes. This is me. Yes. This is when the the energy, the, the spirit, the whatever you want to call it, like that you're sensing Mm -hmm. is coming to you. It's like invading this space. Right. And so you're constantly trying to keep them separate. Right. You are putting up the wall where for, for people who have like the stronger boundary type, the walls there, they just know how to jump over it and jump back. Would you say that those boundaries are influenced by the child's levels of empathy? I, I think that that, would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I think that people who have very strong boundaries in the intuitive world can have really bad boundaries with people, alive people, and like in the so like I don't can, can confirm. Yeah, yes, can confirm. <laughs> I don't think it's like oh you were born with these kind of boundaries and right. they're, they're everywhere. Right. Is there a connection to being highly empathic or less empathic? Probably. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But it seems like this kind of natural state of like this is how I relate to energy. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. and it seems across the board whatever kind of energy whether it's just like reading a person that's next to you mm-hmm. um, that just happens to me I'm not tr- I don't really try to read somebody it just happens and then I get curious so then I I try right whereas for you you hold the boundary and then you're like okay interesting let me let me jump in and see what I can grab that's true okay so yep. that's sort of how that is mm-hmm. so the kids with the stronger boundaries okay I'm talking these this can be young but you'll start to notice it more like around five six. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe four, depending on their language skills. Mm-hmm. They're going to talk and use kind of language about how they go and get this information. You're yes. going to see them like alter their state a little bit. You, they they want to meditate to pull in the information. Mm-hmm. The information exists. They know it's there. Mm-hmm. They have to just figure out the way to go get it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. That clear cognizance is usually very connected to this kind of boundary, mm-hmm. okay? Because it's like, it's just happening. I've been alerted. There's, right. there's energy information. Right. How do I go get it? Right. Okay. So with the other kind, you're more just going like, oh, this information is constantly hitting me. Yes. And I have to create a way. Instead of creating a way to go get it, I have to create a way to, to keep them separate. Right. And to know which is which. And yes. to know how to control so like i am selecting my intuitive intuitive information that i'm allowing not just like being like beat up by it right and all of this is happening subconsciously completely so i mean that's when you start to see really tired kids yes right overstimulated overwhelmed managing it's a constant managing now if you manage it well it is not tiring right it's because you're you're naturally programmed this way same as if you manage the stronger boundaries well and you know how to sort of leap over the wall and come back you know it's sort of like there's a door in the wall and they know how to go in and out and for for people like me i know there's a wall there but it's it's clear and it like moves around all the time. Right. And the you door, know, the door's unlocked. The door, there's no door. Right. <laughs> it's, 
It's like one of those saloon doors <laughs> right, exactly. that swings swing back and, and forth. And yeah, exactly. So it's important to understand that, and it's because like you're gonna want to know how to support your kid in this. Yes. Because it could be different than yours. Yes. It's not. Yes. I see more often like a parent who has like the slippery boundaries will have a kid with the stronger boundaries and vice versa. Like it, it's not like a hereditary right. trait. I don't know. No, I, I think yeah. it's just a programming. I have one of honest. each. Yeah. Same. same. So, so, okay, there you go. And of course there's exceptions to these rules. There mm-hmm. are kids that are like, this is a spectrum of these boundaries. So there's right. kids that are like super strong or super th- like they're, they're kind of thin, like, right. Oh, I, I don't want it to sound like they're, completely one or the other right more than likely they are it's dramatized dramatized i can't say that word what am i trying to say dramatized (laughs) dramatized dramatized either but not always right okay all right let's take a quick break okay and then when we come back i'm gonna break down the traits that you can look for to see highly intuitive kids and then highly empathic kids okay Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. goes great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. This week, mm-hmm. I'm switching it up a little bit. This is exciting. I had I had the idea mm-hmm. of what I wanted to talk about. And then when I was driving down here, yeah. I heard this story that I wanted to share. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so you're not currently obsessed with this because you've never heard it. I'm sure I will be as soon as you say I'm it. obsessed with it. Okay, perfect. Um, so I was listening to the radio. And this radio station was telling the story. And the format of this is like the, the radio show is like very different than our podcast. Yeah. Of course. It, it somehow applies. Okay. The title, I found the article. Okay. On the way down here, I stopped at Restoration Coffee. I got my coffee. I got she my. She really did. This I really did. No I, no, I really did. <laughs> I really did. I got my coffee. I got my bagel sandwich, which I always do. Uh huh. And whilst feeding myself yeah i found the story and i was reading it okay so the title of the story is thief steals saint michael's statue from church trips and is injured by the angel's sword oh and i was like oh my god our (laughs) listeners have to hear about this 
Because Saint Michael is Archangel, Archangel Michael. Michael. Same thing. Same thing. Same guy. Same guy. Same dude. Same energy. <laughs> right? And so long story short is that in Mexico, mm-hmm. this guy hops a fence, yep. breaks into a church, yep. steals an entire Saint Michael, yeah. Archangel Michael statue. Like just takes it and starts running what with it. What was he gonna do with it? I have no idea. Okay. They say he may have been intoxicated. Well, it was the middle of the night. Okay. It was like a dare or something. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But he takes the whole Archangel Michael statue Amazing. and starts running with it. Oh my god. And then what happens? He gets stabbed. By Trips the sword. and falls and gets sliced in the throat. In the throat? By the sword. That is amazing. And the sword, the statue, yeah, untouched, undamaged. Of course. If that's not the most Archangel Michael energy story I have ever heard in my life. And they say he might not be able to talk again. He, Michael stole his voice? For trying to steal his statue? Holy cow. I bet he was going to do something bad with it. So I was like, wow. this Talk about like protection yes. and like strong protective energy. And also why everyone should listen to our podcast. Right. Had this gentleman listened, he would, he have, would have never messed he with Archangel Michael of all the angels to mess with. He better be calling in Raphael to hear feel his voice. <laughs> but if you think about it, like he's the Archangel of protection. Yeah. And, and this guy's first sword. And he jumps the fence, breaks into the church. So yeah. you're already breaking these protections. You think Michael's going to stand for that? Of course not. Absolutely not. You get stabbed in the throat. Stabbed in the throat. I got to say... <laughs> I know that we don't know any other backstory, Mm -mm. but I feel like there is a a woman, a witch nearby who was wronged by this man. Who called Michael in. And she, she cast her spell (laughs) and Archangel Michael was like, I got you. Yes, bitch. I'm on it. And this is what happened. I know we'll never know, but I, I can feel it in my bones that there is a, like a wronged woman behind this. Exactly. I love it. And this is the first and only time we will be citing an article from the national Catholic register, just so you know, but I'm going to give credit where credit's due. That's where we, I got the info. That is amazing. I mean, and even that Michael made sure you saw it. Right, exactly. And, and it and you were like, oh, okay, Michael, I know. I'll, I was like, this is going to be the obsession. Like driving down like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> I love that. So don't mess with archangel statues. No. And don't mess with women. Exactly. Yeah. Don't steal either. No. Okay. I mean, unless you're like Robin Hood. I'll give well, you a slight yeah. Pass. I mean, who are we stealing from? Jeff Bezos. It's okay with me. Elon Musk. I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's break down some traits of highly intuitive kids. Okay. Now listen, there's crossover here. I know. So I'm don't don't get stuck here. I, no, I, I I hear you. I know you want answers as a parent of an intuitive kid or a teacher of intuitive kids. I, I get it. I know you want us to be like A, B, C, and D. I get yeah. that need. Yeah. But you just got to be flexible here. Yes. And don't get too caught up and be like, wait, is that an empathic trait or intuitive trait? Because exactly. they're very similar. Or like, my kid does this, but like a little differently. It, it's okay. That's normal. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So first, I'm going to go with the two that are very obvious so that I can get into the ones that people don't notice as much. Right. So the first is that they are communicating with ancestors and spirit. Yes. That if that's happened at all to your kid, they are a highly intuitive kid. You don't right. grow out of being intuitive. No. You just shut it down or not. Right, exactly. Okay. The second is they speak very casually about their past lives. Yes. Or speak about past lives at all. Yeah. 
It's usually casual because they expect everyone to remember. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. my kids did that. I don't know yeah. if yours did. Yeah. Um, not really. Okay. So again, doesn't mean yeah. they're not intuitive. It's no, no. The two big ones. The, when those things happen are when I get the emergency phone calls. Yeah, yeah. Those are just really obvious signs. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the next one is headstrong. They know what they want <laughs> and they fight very hard to get it. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah. So here's why, just to give you a reason. Mm-hmm. Intuition is the energy of desire. Right. Okay. So people who are higher on the intuitive spectrum yep. are way more in touch with and connected to desire. Right. They are motivated by desire. Mm-hmm. They are not motivated when there is no desire. Exactly. So you are going to get kids who don't have the like verbal capacity yet or the emotional mm-hmm. intelligence yet to explain what's going on and they're labeled as like headstrong or difficult problematic yes right but most likely they're mm-hmm. just very intuitive right and they're looking for ways to effectively communicate that exactly right now on the on like along the same lines as that mm-hmm. if they don't connect emotionally to doing something they struggle to do it Yes. And I think of like schoolwork. Yes. Like to do like what I thought would be busy work or work that I would never use in my life or something that I just thought was dumb. Useless. I couldn't do it. Right. I had to, in order to get through that, I had to create some kind of story or scenario that helped me emotionally connect to doing it. Right. And then I could do it easily. Yep. So that, again, their kids are like confusing their parents sometimes because mm-hmm. they'll so passionately do one thing yeah they'll throw 110 percent of themselves at it mm-hmm. and then they'll go to do another thing and there's like two percent effort <laughs> no motivation yeah and right. it, it confuses parents right it's it's if they're emotionally connected or not right exactly okay they are very deep thinkers yes often labeled as overthinkers. oh yeah old, or souls. old souls yes but they think deeper like on deeper levels like meaning they're usually very intelligent yes but more meaning like you thought like which just which i have a decision Mm -hmm. should i wear the red shirt or the blue shirt Mm -hmm. and you thought like okay i'll wear the red shirt that's appeals to me and you know i think that's what i feel like today Mm -hmm. but the intuitive kid's gonna be like okay let me think of all the consequences of the red shirt all the consequences of the blue shirt right how will this affect the day like they're gonna go so many steps deeper right into that because again they are so connected to the energy of desire they're gonna do all these checks to see what's in line with it and how they're gonna feel yes and when it's something that seems kind of trivial right it's harder for intuitive kids and intuitive adults to make a decision right and and if you're a parent who only thinks of intuition as seeing dead people yeah this is never even going to hit your radar no this is just going to seem like behavioral stuff and sometimes it is behavioral stuff well it is behavioral right you know what i mean sometimes it could be a myriad of things right yes but it could also be that you have a really intuitive kid and you don't see intuition that way yeah, and and the thing is, like, it doesn't mean oh, now you need to give them this label and everything's different. It no. just means like now you can understand it better Absolutely. and maybe use different tools or try a different tool to help support them right. to see if that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I would also just like to say that the overthinking comes in because of avoidance. Um, now, to intuitive kids and adults, nothing is minor. I hear a lot of parents saying to to intuitive kids, like, this isn't a big deal. This is my, this is a minor thing. You can't get so worked up about this. Mm. 
I understand that. And I do think helping them navigate when something is not a big deal and isn't. Right. But understand that that the way you're saying like just as if you're explaining it like this isn't a big deal doesn't mean it's not a big deal to them them. everything is a big deal to them there are no minor things especially as a kid because you haven't you haven't been conditioned yet to know what the minor things are and the big things are right and there's no natural response to that in your system in fact a lot of times it looks like flip-flopped like the thing that you think is minor your kid is making a huge deal out of right Right. and it's again it's that emotional thing right so overthinking is avoidance this is something i just recently was talking to you about I, it, it, and you said it like like casually casually like oh you probably already know this I and i was it. like hold on a second <laughs> right, right hold on a second yeah that happens that see that happens to the weirdo intuitive kids all the time right exactly like, Wait, that experience go back talk about that right yeah exactly yeah. no yeah. i want to know about exactly. that yeah so if you're if you are an overthinker you are in avoidance See, the person who's overthinking thinks that they're like, they're, they're facing it. They're yes. in it. They're, they're, I'm head on. Yes. But <laughs> you're not going to like this guys, but what you're doing is avoiding right. the solution that you're in, you're stuck in the spin. So you're just right. thinking about it and you're never going, okay, this is how I'm going to deal with it. This is how I'm putting it. This is the language and the story I create around it. And I'm going to move through it. You're never getting into, if there's no action. If you're saying fight, flight, or freeze, you're stuck in freeze. Correct. And then you're going, I'm going to fly out of this by spinning in the story. Right. And, then, and I'll, I'll burn myself out in the worry and then I won't yes. do anything about it. No. So there's never a solution. There's never action. Exactly. That's avoidance. Sure is. So the reason that very intuitive kids are overthinking and mm-hmm. experience that avoidance is because to them, nothing's minor. Right. They're constantly you know, getting bombarded by these feelings. Right. So understanding that as a, a parent, I think is really helpful. It's Or a it's teacher huge. or a doctor it's or huge. a therapist. Yeah, right. exactly. Okay. They see the world from a further away perspective. Oh, yes. This is hard to explain because this is just how I see the world. So maybe you can help me with language okay. here. But what I notice about very intuitive kids Mm -hmm. is that they are pulled a few steps back. It's like if you're in a chess game, the intuitive kids are seeing the chessboard from far away and like a few moves ahead. Yeah, they're playing the long game. Yes. Right. So it's sometimes it looks like they're not reacting to something or they're delaying a reaction to something Mm -hmm. or they're reacting to a part that isn't obvious to you. Yep. That is just like, it's like the lens of the, of the, like scope is back. Right. They've zoomed out. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. So I think people misunderstand that a lot Mm -hmm. and people and kids get labeled as like not having emotional intelligence because it looks like your kids reacting weirdly Mm -hmm. or like not typically emotionally to a situation. Or it could also look like, I think I've seen with my kids is that they have really big reactions yeah they used to yeah they would have very big reactions yeah to what i perceived as small things yes because they were seeing things in the long run it's like always seeing a big pic- bigger picture right yeah exactly yes. so like they're fo- sort of like seeing the consequences out or mm-hmm. imagining what they could be like feeling what the possibilities yes. were and it was overwhelming them it's also very frustrating mm-hmm. to experience because 
you sort of end up looking at people like, why are you having such instant reactions? Why mm-hmm. are you getting so emotional about that? Right. That person's just having their own reaction. Right. Because I'm, I'm like reading it as if I'm 10 steps behind, like back. Right. I'm right there. Exactly. And so it, it feels like, why is everyone so out of control? Yes. And so then a lot of intuitive kids become kind of control freaks. Can confirm also that. <laughs> yes. yes. Do you understand? Because like everything, right. everyone seems like they're always out of control around you. Well, that, and you're also seeing more information. So there's more information to manage. There's more yes. steps to manage, more yes. pl- more plotting and planning to do. Excellent. But you're processing so much more. Right. So there's, there's more work being done internally. Yes. Okay. Can I interject for a second? Please. I would just like to say, <laughs> if you're a parent... And you're listening to this right now and you're beating yourself up. Oh, stop. Right I'd now. like to give you permission mm-hmm. to not. As the, the captain of the team, you, of beating yourself up. Yes. You are the president of that club. I'm not only a club. client, I'm the president of that club. <laughs> Is that a hair club for men reference? Yeah, and the dead dad club also. <laughs> yes. I'm not only a client, I'm yes. the dead dad president. You're the president of many clubs. Yes. Those, Self-appointed, of course. Of course. <laughs> but uh, listen... I, I'm the parent of intuitive kids. Mm-hmm. Me too. And because, I'm sure we'll get into it, because mm-hmm. I turned my stuff off, mm-hmm. Heather, Heather, when she was parenting, mm-hmm. she went into it knowing all of this stuff, right? So yes. she was parenting intuitive kids and knew it. Yes. I was parenting intuitive kids and I didn't know it. Yes. I, I, I hadn't started all of this on my own yet. Yes. So I made a lot of these mistakes. Yeah. Not understanding why my kids all of a sudden weren't sleeping at night. Right. Like couldn't manage them, like manage themselves perfectly in school, mm-hmm. but then had like complete meltdowns after. Yes. Right. Cause they were masking, masking mm-hmm. yep. and managing everyone's in energy and intuition. Yeah. I'm talking about preschool like levels here, but like, yeah, and they're sick all the time. And right. Yeah. So like what's happening and yeah. I'm hearing you talk about it and yep. I'm like, I, I, I did that. Shit, I, I did that. I did that. Yes. Don't beat yourself up. No. no. Don't do it. It doesn't no, no. It doesn't fix anything. It no. doesn't solve anything. And yeah. a lot of us have, have been there. Yeah, I know all this and I did some of it wrong. Right. Because you're, you're also personally triggered by your own children. Exactly. So like there's no, there's no judgment here no. of this. It's like, hey, now you can understand it. No, and I want you to not judge yourself dear listener i yes. want we're not judging you but i also no. want you to not judge yourself i want you to hear this yeah. as ways to like move forward yeah and like give your kid a helping hand mm-hmm. right help them out yeah do not take this information and beat yourself up about it i no. i do not allow it i like this psa okay i also just want to say if you're if you have the emotional intelligence to judge yourself for not doing something right it means you hold yourself to a high standard as a parent correct so if you're judging yourself it's kind of automatically telling us that you are already doing it right Right. exactly yes right you you care and you're a good parent you're doing the best you can yeah not everyone has the same level of expertise in different areas like i'm not going to raise my kids the same way like a child psychologist is of course they're going to have better tips about stuff or like a like an er doctor they're going to raise their kids to have different priorities and yes exactly they're probably thinking like really ma'am you're worrying about this i just want to keep my kids alive <laughs> right right because you're seeing it from a different lens yes this is this is the thing like this is the community this right. is like who's an expert in what right 
Uh, this is what we're this an expert we in. Are. Right. So let me tell you so you can use it. Right. But there's no judgment, man. We're all just doing the best we can. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, just be kind to yourself. That's all I want to say. Please do. And if yeah. you're seeking it now, then that's awesome. Great. Right. Yeah, exactly. There's also not a lot of resources for this. Because I remember no. reading the books about intuitive kids. And I got to say, most of them were garbage. Yes. It was about being 4D, multidimensional creatures. And right. it's... No. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, this is a fun one that when I say this to parents, the the reaction and like the look on their face of, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. It amuses me every time. Okay. And I bet you didn't, I bet you, Jamie, I used your full name again, <laughs> did not think of this. Okay. Intuitive kids, okay. when they're playing, you know, when you're doing like active play, they're using your imagination and they're playing yeah. scenarios, mm-hmm. love to play as different professions. Oh, because intuitive people are very connected to their purpose. They always want to find how they give to the world. Interesting. Okay. So purpose and intuition are very, very connected. Yes. So the idea of playing out one day being a veterinarian, another day being a lawyer, Mm -hmm. another day being a teacher, another one being a doctor, intuitive kids are very drawn to that type of play. And a lot of times we'll have elaborate setups for Mm -hmm. each one, much to the parents' dismay, their living rooms are trashed because they've set up like a a veterinarian office or something. Right, because they're playing out the possibilities. Yeah, and a lot of times we'll stick with one, they'll like play as one job for a while and then move to another. Right. Sometimes it will be a different one every day. Mm -hmm. But if your kid likes to play as a profession... It's a pretty good indication that Love they're that. very intuitive. Love it. Yeah. But that's my favorite when I'm like, oh, do they like to play like as a profession? And mm-hmm. the, the face of the mother's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's all they do. Yep. Okay. I did that as a kid a lot. I don't know about you, but I was always like my stuffed animals were like your patients, my patients or clients right. or whatever right. constantly. I made my brother be a part of it. You know, yes. I was also a bossy pants, but that's, that's a different topic. <laughs> okay. They are naturally very curious about human behavior. That's my kids. Yeah. So the reason for this Mm -hmm. is some of it's rooted in knowing you're a weirdo. So you're going to study how Mm -hmm. everyone else is because you think everyone else is the same normal. You Mm -hmm. don't realize that everyone else is a weirdo for a different reason Mm -hmm. and feels that. You think you're the only one who thinks that. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're studying it for that. But also we see discrepancies constantly in the energy that you have and what you're doing and saying and how you're behaving. Right. And it's confusing. It is. I think there's also a, I think one of those discrepancies is also like that a a child can sense energy, Mm -hmm. sense spirit, Mm -hmm. and it makes them question like these big life questions. Yes. Everything. How do you get over there? Why is that person a spirit and I'm not? Like, what happens when I go there? Right. Like, I think it it, it forces a kid sometimes to like deal with really big questions. Yes. That they might not be like cognitively able to answer yet. So it causes a lot of internal angst. It does. And a lot of times, especially if they're younger doing this, mm-hmm. they just start talking about death or look like yes. they're fascinated with death. Yes. And it freaks parents out. Yes. That was one of my kids. I, can't I wasn't, I was not freaked out no, by it. No. But, but very much like big questions. Yes. Exactly. Big life 
why, why the whys of the world. Oh yeah, that's on my list. They ask why all the time. Mm. Yes. So they need to know why because they are searching for the emotional reason. Right. So in, until you get to the the emotion that the person's seeking for why they're doing the thing, yep. they're going to keep saying why. Exactly. But why? But why? But why? But why? Right. So just cut to that. Yeah, don't Save not the logic. Right, exactly. No, they don't care the logic to a lot of stuff especially in a patriarchal society, does not ever make sense to intuitive people. No, because it's it's completely cut off from intuition. It's just conditioned behavior. Right. So like I remember as a little kid feeling so confused by the fact that people would do a job they didn't like. Oh, I still feel that way. Me too. But like I understand how the society is set up now. But like it would give me a stomachache to think that like that person does that. And that they don't want to do that. I could not fundamentally understand that. And I would get stuck on it yep. and ask a million questions about it all the time because I couldn't grasp that concept. Right. And as a child, your parents trying to explain to you about like Reality. the economy and yeah. mortgages and like, and you're, <laughs> you're like, like, I don't care about that. Why are the they bills. doing that? And you're right. like, but why is this the setup? Who right. has set the system up? It's terrible. Right. The intuitive kids think that all the time. Right. We hate the system. Yep. We grow up to be very rebellious smash the patriarchy humans because we it can tell make sense. it doesn't, it doesn't make, sense. make any sense right. and we're, we just see it right away right we don't always know the language we don't like right. get what we're saying and we can feel it in everybody oh, we can yeah. feel it vibrating around in everybody yes and right. we can also we also know the truth that like in a second we could change it exactly it's just that enough of us would have, have to, to do it, it at the same time exactly yeah. mm-hmm. right i'm okay. still waiting for that moment me too mm-hmm. i kind of wake up with a little hope for it every day same. and then it gets kind of crushed okay they're labeled sensitive this is an obvious one constantly i remember being that as a kid and like you are sensitive yes we've it's it's another case of the patriarchy giving us the wrong definition well it's equated with weakness right or or like yeah exactly but it's it's actually strength because exactly the more capacity you have to feel emotion Mm -hmm. the stronger you are same as like the more capacity i have have to hold the heavy weight the stronger it, I am. Right. It's the same thing. Right. And the more able you are to do something, that's not a weakness. It's no. like I can perceive all of this. Yeah. I can feel and sense and and look at all of this. Yeah. That's not a weakness. And I have a lot more trouble buying the bullshit. Yep. That's intuitive. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you're going to like this one. Mm. Struggle with the concept of time. Oh, same. To this day. <laughs> Still currently struggling with. I am, I've been watching TikTok too much because when you just said to this day, I heard the to this day, to this day oh. noise. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in your brain. It's in my brain. Yes. Um, now, this comes off differently because you and I both struggle with the concept of time wildly differently. Yes. You don't want to talk about it Mm-mm. and I can't stop thinking about it. That sounds terrible. I obsess over time and I can't believe that everyone walks around with this concept of time that we none of us really get and we're all okay with it but it all it rules all of our lives and we're not even doing it right yeah we all have just like bought into it yeah that's a that's an intuitive person thing again i can't accept like your worry you guys are talking so much about Meghan markle and prince harry and i can't listen to it anymore and Mm. you're obsessing over that when we could actually talk about the fact that time makes no sense. Exactly. <laughs> like, what, what is the choice here? Right. And that's why I don't want, but that's why I don't want to talk about it. Uh, right. It's because it's too confusing and no one else wants to talk about it. Yeah. Like no one else will admit that yes. it doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Okay. So 
They also struggle with existing in time. Mm. Okay. So this is this is something that you're going to see a lot of parallels with neurodivergence when I'm talking. Yes. We have a whole episode on that, neurodiversity and intuition. Go listen to it. Because, mm-hmm. of course, they exist together. There's not one or the other. And there's a lot of overlap. Right. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to set you off here. <laughs> I'll try to contain myself. <laughs> we talked about it in that episode, and then we also talked about it in the listener feedback episode. Yes. We circled back to it after mm-hmm. some complaints that we received, but they do overlap. Yes, of course. Right. Like my kids are both very highly intuitive, mm-hmm. and they both are neurodiverse, like cl- like clinically diagnosed. Yes. yes. Right. And one doesn't exist without the other. I was just going to say, one doesn't negate the other. And that's what you're starting to hear more now. And I know we've said this before if you've heard these episodes. But like, just because you have ADHD Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're not intuitive. Exactly. It's just like a Venn diagram. Yes. Some of it overlaps. Some of it does not. Okay. Well, let me me just say one thing. I'll I'll only be spicy for one minute. Do it. it. Okay. Neurotypical, mm-hmm. all that means mm-hmm. is that you fit within a box of what is labeled normalcy. Right. It's like you fit within this box and you are able to be very obedient in these ways. Exactly. And if you're neurodiverse, right, it means that you don't fit into that box as well as the other people. Right. Your brain's doing different things. Yes. It doesn't submit Yes. to this system as well as we'd like it to. So we're red flagging it. Yes. Right. The same thing applies to intuition and empathy. Yes. They're saying what's normal fits in this box. Right. But people who are highly intuitive and highly empathic mm-hmm. do not fit into the box. Right. And we can't be, mold ourselves into that. Exactly. That's why there's so much confusion. Right. And the the box mm-hmm. is patriarchy exactly. and, white, and white supremacy. Yes. Right? So it's yes. like... That's not to diminish that, like, you're autistic or you have ADHD or bipolar or anything like that. Those have to do with your brain. Exactly. Intuition has to do with emotion. But it's all a problem. All of it. For the system. It's all a problem for the patriarchy. Exactly. Because then you're not a good worker. Exactly. If you have ADHD, you are not, you're not, you're probably not a great worker unless you can learn to like, to manage that, to fit into the box. Exactly. Right. Or, or you can like go off and do your own job and be an entrepreneur, all that stuff. Right. You're just never given the skills of how you could do it this way. Right. You're just told you have to do it this way. And if these tools don't work for you, then you're stupid. Right. Or you're, you are not conforming. Right. Exactly. And And if you're intuitive. You just need different tools. Right. Yeah. And the same as if you're intuitive. Yes, exactly. Then you have these other things that are red flagging the system. Yes, you just need different tools. We're all on the same team. That's what I'm trying to say. Same team, man. The the internets want us to be fighting with each other. Well, that's the patriarchy. That yes. is the patriarchy. Yes. Right? They want like the neuro spicy people to be fighting with the intuitive people. Yes. It's yeah. we're actually if we united yeah. fronts. Yeah. We're we're all problematic for the patriarchy. We could yes. crush them. Exactly. And also there's so much overlap between the narrow spicy and the mm-hmm. intuitive that it would be hard to separate the teams. Exactly. Like, right. We'd yeah. be best friends. I know. Right. We'd really get along nice. Yeah. Okay, so the time thing. Mm-hmm. You see this in adults. I yep. love seeing this. Mm-hmm. And we are both very different examples of this. So mm-hmm. I think that I think that you'll like this, Jay. <laughs> so 
adults have very specific rules of how they manage trying to move through time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. So is it okay if I share how you like to move through time? Yes. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie needs to be an hour early at least for anything that she has. That, it's an hour. How much time? <laughs> Don't lie. If you had a doctor's appointment at 10 o'clock, what time would you arrive and sit in the parking lot? I would be in the parking lot at like 9.35. No, I disagree. <laughs> that it, 9.35, if something went wrong. I want to be early. <laughs> I want to be early. But that's not, a, that's how you manage having to move through this yes. weird thing called time is that you would prefer to be early and have like go in with a relaxed energy and yes. relaxed state because the idea of rushing it, like, you know, time's going to beat you every time. Right. And it's not worth me being upset by it and like yes. being, have the cortisol slamming through the system it's not worth it i'd rather be early and sit in the parking lot and scroll through some tiktoks yeah i mean you don't even eat breakfast sometimes to be early true that i know i see i can't imagine not eating breakfast but like like that's what i'm saying that's how you're managing having to go through this screwy thing called time that we don't get right okay how i manage it Mm -hmm. is that i have to it bothers me when somebody says this is silly i can't believe i'm admitting this (laughs) If somebody says, I want to meet you at 10 o'clock, my brain is going to go, oh, God, because that does not tell me what time I have to leave to go there. Oh, okay. And you said 10 o'clock, so now my brain's going to hyper-focus on 10 o'clock. And unless I reset something, I'm not leaving until 10 o'clock because my brain said 10 o'clock. Really? And it's so strong of a force for me that if you say, meet me at 10 o'clock, I'm like, shit, I'm not going to leave till 10 o'clock and I'm going to be late. How long does it take me to get there? I'm going to be there at 1030. So what I have to do is immediately change it in my mind to be, I have to leave at 930. I have to get in the shower at night. I have to map out the times I have to do stuff so that I'm not just constantly pulled to 10. Interesting. Because I won't even get ready till then. Wow. Isn't that strange? Yeah. It's like... You're saying a time that I'm supposed to arrive, but that gives me none of the important information about getting there. Right. You need the intuitive information. Now, people who aren't super intuitive are hearing us talk about this and they're like, what a bunch of crazy pants. That makes no sense. But if you're very intuitive, I bet you have your own weird rules about time and how you manage it. Yeah. I do that same back, that back timing, like building backwards. I just buffer in too much time. Yes. Right. Like it's... You know, I know it takes me 35 minutes to get my kids to school. Yes. But I give myself 50. Right. Because what if there's traffic? What if there's this? What if there's that? Right. So it's funny because your anxiety comes in in the, I need to make sure I'm early because I don't want to be late. Yes. I mean, I know the reason. I don't have to say it. Right. You know the reason too. (laughs) Mine comes in and like, I don't want to be wasteful of time. So I want to get in closer to that window. So I have more time before for this and more time after for this. And that's where I'll feel anxious. So it's really interesting. And again, all intuitive adults have the story and it starts as an intuitive kid. Right. Someone says to you as an intuitive kid, school starts at 8 a.m. And you're like, what the hell does that mean to me? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Can you tell me what time I need to be in the car? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I tell tell my kids what time we have to leave. Yes. I don't say what time the thing starts. I say what time we're leaving the house. Because you're an intuitive person. Right. And you understand that the actual time something starts. Doesn't matter. It's like the least important of the information Mm. you need. Interesting. Okay. So you also have 
trouble if you're an intuitive kid or adults being idle. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it feels actually very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to sit in stillness if you are intuitive. Right. Because it isn't stillness. Like, I always say, like, for me, what you're Mm -hmm. saying, like, oh, I can't wait to have peace and quiet. Like, my husband will sometimes not realize the radio's not on in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. I never have that experience because that is the the quiet car ride is so loud for me. Right. So I like the sort of distraction or direction of mm-hmm. all of the intuitive stuff to be towards a podcast or music right. or whatever. And it's always very like carefully curated to like direct my energy where I need it to be. Well, and that's also because you're the person that has the, the slippery boundaries. Exactly. Right. So yes. like if you don't have, if you're not focusing your energy, it's all then everything's coming in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That creates the boundary. Absolutely. It's, it's adding a boundary to right. it. Okay. And people think like, oh, you don't like to be still. That must mean you don't like your thoughts. No, not necessarily. It could be, mm-hmm. but like if you can't sit in stillness, it could just be that like that isn't actually very still for you. Correct. Like for me, stillness would feel more like taking a walk with music on. Same. That would be stillness to yep. me. Not sitting still. That's There's a lot going on if I do that. Agreed. Okay. So same with kids. So if you're trying to give them like quiet time or help them regroup and you're mm-hmm. like, just sit quietly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not do that for them. Or if you think you're helping your kid and you're trying to get them to meditate. Or start yes. some like beginner yoga pro- yoga program or yes. something like that. That might actually be really that that probably sounds counterintuitive to yes. say that like an intuitive kid would struggle with that. Yeah, but it's actually not. No, because they're managing so much energy. Yes, that to have them to sit quote unquote quietly mm-hmm. is probably harder for them than you you might think. That's why you need someone instructing those things who understands this, right? Because they're going to have the intuitive kid do something different. Right. Like, that's why I always say, even to intuitive adults, like, try meditating by staring at a candle. Yes, right. <laughs> like, if you can't, like, don't just do it this one way. You're right. not going to be try a monk floating ways. around the room. This is for you. <laughs> right. Find what works for you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, they are naturally critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. I don't think that needs much explaining, but, like, we don't do well in cults. Well, we get sucked in if you're empathic pretty easily. I mean, I think if if you have sort of a generic definition of intuition, mm-hmm. that might require some explaining because people okay. think that intuition would be the opposite of critical thinking. Gotcha. Right? Because but it, it is critical thinking. It, it actually, yeah. Intuition is critical thinking. Exactly. It's running through your system, your filter of intuition. Yes. Like, does this make sense? Is yes. this, how does this feel? Like, yes. that's critical thinking. Yes. Okay. So but if, we're told intuitions like, I feel this. I'm sensing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> With that weird voice. Yes. You know? It's in 4D in this other it, dimension. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'm a starseed rising up. <laughs> yeah. Good vibes only. Um, I'm just going to say all the things that Jesus. made Jamie mad. Yeah. Right. Um, that's a good point. So intuition and critical thinking are the same thing in that like you don't take anything at face value. If you're intuitive. Right. So if you say to me, um, the earth is flat, here are my reasons. I'll listen to your reasons. Right. But I'm not making a decision if it is or it isn't based on what you say. Mm-hmm. I'm then going like, how does that feel? What mm-hmm. are the questions I now have? Mm-hmm. And so often, I mean, this is my experience in childhood, 
but I tend to have dra- dramatic, oh, that word again, mm-hmm. dramatized experiences, yep. I think maybe for the sake of teaching others, mm-hmm. that I would get in trouble, especially in religious environments, yes. because I would be asking questions and Same. people would interpret it like I was being problematic problematic or yeah. rebellious but i was literally trying to understand right. and the way i understand is by asking questions right so if you're telling me about this concept i'm not just going to go oh because you said it i believe it yes. and it isn't i'm not trying to do that it's right. just naturally going this sparks these 20 questions and i'd like them answered so i can so i can believe you exactly but it's also with like interpersonal stuff like if you're an intuitive kid and someone's saying like if your friend in elementary school mm-hmm. is being very grumpy and you say what's wrong and yeah. they say nothing. Yeah. You're like, why are you lying? Why are you're you running it through your system. You're like, well, that's actually not true. Like right. I intuitively can feel that you're upset. I can exactly. see your body language. Like that's critical thinking. Exactly. But it, but you're using your intuition to do the critical thinking. You're mm-hmm. running it like your intuition is your like system. Yes. You're running it through the system yes. and you're like, no, that doesn't actually track. Yeah, and sometimes you're saying like, no, that's not actually right for me. Right. But because you're a kid, it's coming out in a way that seems like you're being disagreeable. Right. But that's not... Right, because you don't have the skills yet to be like, well, actually, it seems like you're a little upset. You want to talk about it? You're just like, no, you're mad. (laughs) You're like, why are you being a liar? I'm going to go over here. I'm not going to be around this energy. It makes makes interpersonal skills. Like Being intuitive can be very helpful. Yes. With interpersonal skills and yes. dealing with and relating with people, right? Yes. But it can also make it really difficult. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, it's either way easier or way harder. Right. And kind of, it's always both. Exactly. Because you're always going to have to do some kind of masking. Right. And you're always going to have to judge the person in front of you. How much of the information that I'm consuming are you able to Yeah, can to you take? take? Yes. Right. Exactly. And that is difficult. Mm-hmm. And it you get labeled like you're being problematic, like yeah. you said, and right. you're not really. Or you're bossy, or you're a loud mouth. God, I'm so sick of being called bossy. <laughs> Croak. Okay, a few more here, and we'll wrap this up. I think we'll come back and do empathic kids with the instructions for our okay. parents. Okay. But, all right, they have vivid and oftentimes bad dreams. Yes. Can't a lot. Confirm. Yep. Yes. Okay. A lot of times this causes them when they become like a little bit older kids, like like 12, 13, to say like they never remember their dreams. Yes. That is all connected to the same thing. This right. is all, like it's not like they stopped being intuitive. Right. They just turned it off. They turned it off. Okay. It's too much. So vivid dreams, the reason that you're dreaming is because it's your subconscious and your conscious mind communicating and like mm-hmm. finishing up whatever didn't, whatever, you know, things didn't, didn't fire. During the day. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's going on. Right. So they have them and they're very vivid and they're very emotionally connected to them. Like they mm-hmm. feel a lot of emotions in a dream. Right. Whereas people who are not as intuitive, their dreams are less vivid and not as emotional. Oh, okay. that must be nice. Also, if they, when we, when you look at the Claire's again, we have episodes on the Claire's. Mm-hmm. So go, go listen to those. Mm-hmm. If they are more dialed into clairvoyance, which is intuitive seeing or psychic seeing, mm-hmm. right? They're going to have such powerful dreams. And when they're dreaming, it's so real. It doesn't look different than when they're awake. Right. So it's very powerful. It could be voices. It could be sound. There's all kinds of things it could be. Mm -hmm. But it it happens to intuitive kids in a more um, dramatic sense than kids who aren't super intuitive. Um, Those, what are they called? Night terrors. Yes. Very common in intuitive kids, especially the slippery boundary kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they are very connected to one or two of their clairs. 
Yes. And you'll see it in like, you know, preschool, kindergarten teachers will tell you their learning style. Oh, they're very much a visual, visual learner. learner. They're right. very much an auditory learner. Mm-hmm. They're just telling you which Claire's. And it's it's usually more dramatic and intuitive kids. Yep. Whereas like other kids, it's like, oh, they can learn in these different ways. These five ways. Right. But the intuitive kids are really hyper-focused on one or two of their Claire's. Yep. Okay. They're natural shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. So whatever the the energy is in the room, they will shape shift into it or they will shape shift the energy. Yes. There's no, there's no existing differently. <laughs> right. You're either controlling it or it's controlling you and you're, you're changing as a result of it or you're changing it. And usually a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Right. Which can make for a kid that's easily influenced. Very. Right. That's what I've had to focus on with one of my kids is like, yes very susceptible to influencers yes and the environment and the environment that they're in and like taking that on exactly okay they are very good at healing Mm -hmm. very natural healers they Mm -hmm. get hurt they get sick they're gonna bounce back fast fast and you're gonna be impressed yep but also along those same lines they never have the quote-unquote right symptoms for whatever illness or injury it's true okay so they're also often labeled with weird illnesses like IBS or fibromyalgia, which are just doctors saying we don't know. Yeah, they're just like clustered symptoms that don't have a diagnosis. Yes. And that's because intuitive people's bodies are are, responding. They're responding to stimuli that Mm -hmm. like maybe someone who's not as intuitive's body wouldn't respond to. So the reaction is way bigger. Correct. So it's like intuitive people are like, hey, something's off in my body it's this one little thing right we're gonna tell you right now it's a big symptom where someone else someone who's not as intuitive mm-hmm. like that would build up in their system for a long time and then they have this big right. catastrophe later right does that make sense yeah and intuitive kids also and intuitive people i think also tend to have like to, to your point like they have the quote-unquote wrong symptoms mm-hmm. i think they also have like they're the one percent that have like the weird reaction to benadryl they're yes. the, like the 1% that gets like hyperactive. They're super sensitive to medication. They have and your the body, opposite your effect. body like flips, yeah. like rewires, yeah. like what the response is. Yeah. So the meds like act differently. Yes. I remember in college taking Sudafed like to, for sleep, mm-hmm. like the kind that was supposed to make you drowsy. Yeah. And I don't think I slept for three days. Same. That's what happens to my family. Yeah. So like there's all those kinds of reactions, mm-hmm. but they're often misdiagnosed or they're often not diagnosed. So... An example that I can give right. you is that when I was a kid, I had all kinds of problems with my ankle and my foot. Go ahead and mm-hmm. Google why and maybe you'll even <laughs> what the, the meaning of ankle and foot problems are. And right. you'll, you get another window into me. Right. But I, I had a broken foot for a while before any doctor would acknowledge it. Because, no, you were literally walking around on a broken foot. Yes. That walking around. Yes. And doctors were like, no, you're good. You wouldn't be able to walk on that if it was broken. Right. Finally, a doctor who was intuitive mm-hmm. was like let me just i remember him saying the way you're describing it is too accurate for you not to be telling the truth <laughs> first of all why are you assuming i'm not telling the truth what am i gaining here why would you lie sir about a broken ankle? i mean you'd have to get me started on like how doctors look at women who express pain mm. but also mm. intuitive people are very good maskers 
So high, high pain I'm tolerance. in a lot of pain, right. but you can't tell by looking at me because I'm controlling. I'm, the pain is existing, but I'm also sitting and I'm speaking clearly because I know this is the state I need to be in to get what I need. I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but that's what I think, right? Yes, right. So we mask so well that they don't think that could be the case. And this is important mm-hmm. if you have an intuitive kid right. because you have to advocate really hard for a doctor to listen to them. How many times have you said to your kids, because I say this like every time we go to the doctor, you need to be, you need to like be really dramatic and overdo your symptoms when yes. you're talking to the doctor. You have to tell, and I say you have to tell them everything. Yes. Don't just pick the worst thing that's happening to you. Say all of the right. symptoms. And when they say, can you manage this? Say no. Right. I know that's a lie because you can manage great deal of pain. But right. you're not going to get what you need if you don't say. No, because they'll think you're fine. Exactly. There's some weird like thing, and I don't, I don't. Maybe you know what it is. I don't know what it is, but it seems like the more intuitive you are, it almost gives you this power over your whole system, like yeah. your whole body, where you can just turn, turn it off, things off, yeah. like turn hunger off, yeah, turn pain off, yes, right. I think it's just. I think intuitive people are naturally good at state. Yes. And putting themselves in different states. Right. Because that, be, being in a state is going like, I choose this emotion. Right. And I'm going to, you know, these emotions and this is how this experience is going to be for me. This is how I'm going to, how I'm going to experience this. Right. And they shift into it. Right. And that's very natural for intuitive people. Like when I teach state, intuitive people get it really quick. Right. People who aren't as intuitive that, you know, in the business world I'm teaching them, they're like... Right. Wait, what? Like, there's it's so much more confusing. Right. So my theory is that it's just they're used to the masking and they're used to knowing, like, I have to put myself in this state to get off the couch and Mm -hmm. to get, you know, I'm I'm in so much pain or I feel so sick, but I have to get my kid to school and then I have to get myself to the doctor and I don't have another choice. So I'm gonna shape shift into the state that I need to. And it runs out. We've all experienced that, right? There's only so much you can do, but you're just naturally better at it. That's what causes that like after school crash. Yes. With an intuitive kid is that they've been, they've been managing their state so well all day. And then they get to you, they get to the car and they're just done. They're done. Yeah. Well, you're also their safe space most likely. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, Many have synesthesia. Oh, yep. We talked about synesthesia before. I think it was the Clara's episode. Yes. So synesthesia is just when like your your outer senses, they sort of combine. Yes. So you might like smell a word or like see a color for a a name. Like an aura or something. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Very common. Uh, It's usually the slippery boundary. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) Even their own senses don't have great boundaries. Right, because all that energy is literally going into their energetic body. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then lastly, they get overstimulated easily. Mm-hmm. We talked about this, but they usually have trouble understanding that that's the problem. Yes. So this is yes the, with the empathy. When we get to that, when you're highly empathic, you usually know that's the problem. Right. When you're intuitive, you actually, it's weird. It's like a blind spot. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can tell you is that I think it's because you're, you're in a state that you can now no longer remain in. Like your ability right. to put yourself in this state, mm-hmm. like your actual being is not in it anymore. Right. And so there's this weird disconnect and the overstimulation becomes just like confusion. Yes. Where from empathy, the overstimulation becomes extreme fatigue. Yes. So it's just a very different reaction. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. So if you see your kid being like really struggling to continue, like they were doing great Mm -hmm. in this situation and all of a sudden 
they just look confused and like out of it out of sorts a little spacey mm-hmm. uh, they're not making a ton of sense mm-hmm. before you panic right it's probably that they just are completely overstimulated now right because intuitive people spend a lot of time sending their energy out into everybody else yes. and then a lot of them suck it into their own body and right. they just keep doing that and it it disconnects you from yourself mm-hmm. like it, you and I have both said this like if you're doing reiki or if i was doing an intuitive session with someone after that's over, I'm suddenly like, oh my God, I have to pee and right. I'm hungry and I'm Come thirsty. I didn't even know I was. Right. right. So it's like, it's the same thing for an intuitive kid. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I think we should stop here because this is already long. It is very long. We'll come back next week and I'll break down highly empathic kids and then we'll go over like some tips as a parent of what to do to help support them at whatever age. Right. Okay. Let's, let's go get coffee, work on not being overstimulated and we'll be back. Okay. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.